Welcome to your Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes of jam-packed, up-to-the-minute news from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice every weekday. This is Monica Perrette. And I'm Brad Binkley. Today's top story is there is a name being floated about for the new National Security Advisor, a guy described as low-key by the name of Robert C. O'Brien, who is a U.S. hostage negotiator. And I can't help but think that this ties in somehow with how we're treating Iran. We, we increased sanctions against Iran, and that, to me, is an act of war. It's really like hostage-taking. It's preventing people from getting their food, their medicine. The story behind it is a little weak because I don't know what the sanctions were specifically. I don't know if they're about food and medicine, but just sanctions in general, if they keep you from getting oil, if they keep you from getting food, it's a way to starve you out. And if you were treated that way in your own house, you would have to use violence to break through that to feed your family. You have to think about it that way. The funny thing or the thing, not not too funny, but the ridiculous thing today in the newspaper was, so Pompeo, the Secretary of Defense Pompeo, is over there in Saudi Arabia now, which of course does not feel like a de-escalation of events if you ask me. But the newspaper, the Wall Street Journal today, has a has a headline, U.S.-Saudi air defense systems had gaps that allowed strikes to come through. It totally reminds me of the Donald Rumsfeld 9-11 testimony where he said, we were looking out, not in. We never imagined that planes would come from inside the United States, <laughs> which is was a, it was a bold-faced lie because yeah. they definitely scenarioed that out, as yeah. they say. And this is a similar ridiculous story. It said uh, U.S. and Saudi military forces and their elaborate air defense systems. I mean, we spend like a trillion dollars a year on defense. We share it with Saudi Arabia in many ways. They fail to detect the launch of airstrikes aimed at Saudi Arabian oil facilities, allowing dozens of drones and missiles to hit their targets, U.S. officials said. Saudi and U.S. focus had been largely on the kingdom's southern border with Yemen, where Riyadh has been fighting Iranian-backed Houthi rebels. They always say that in Yemen's civil war. But if they—Yemen is a poor country with very little—and they're rebels. It's not even like a fully functioning government. If it really is an Iranian proxy, which is how Fox describes Houthis every time as an Iranian proxy, it's their country— their country, Saudi Arabia is bombing them in their own country. It's a, they're not proxies. They're actually getting bombs hit on their own land. But if it's true that Saudi Arabia views this as a proxy war with Iran, they're not looking in the direction of the place that actually has drones and missiles. That yeah. could come, It's just not plausible. So that's not, their story. Yeah. They're not watching the oil fields. Right. <laughs> right. And they, they're, they live in the Middle East. You know what I mean? Like, I get, I mean, it's definitely not true what Rumsfeld said, but I get being like, oh, well, we really didn't expect to, like, you know, we're America, we're between two oceans. But they're like, we're Saudi Arabia, we're picking on other people. I mean, we just bought a bunch more weapons. So that thing, the whole thing doesn't really stand up to scrutiny, in my opinion. The, the thing about Robert O'Brien, one, there's just one little flag that I thought was weird 
pertaining to another story that I must go deeper than what we know. Have you heard about that this uh, American rapper ASAP Rocky being held in Sweden? I've heard the name, but I didn't realize he was being held in Sweden. So he was arrested for assault in I don't I don't know what the status of the case is right this second, but he was held for assault and what he says had nothing it was they were it was defensive. But Pompeo, Robert C. O'Brien, even Trump got involved in, I think, August, maybe even as early as July, in trying to get this guy released from a Swedish prison, saying that their conditions were deplorable, which is hilarious, because I think the Swedish, people in Swedish prison probably live better than the people not in prison in Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> you know? but, but the reason I, I knew about the story is that I had seen... Uh, maybe just a week ago, that the lawyer for ASAP Rocky in Sweden, the Swedish guy, was shot in the head and in the chest. I thought he was killed, but I don't think he was killed. So, he lived? Like, yes. I I mean, he he lived. I don't know what that, how what his mental capacity is, but, I mean, so that's a really weird story, and it's the first time I ever saw Robert C. O'Brien's name and now this guy's going to be national security advisor. I don't know. I just I just like to draw connections. I don't know if that's going to come up again. This guy Weird, must be right? some rapper. Well, you know, actually, haven't didn't Cuba or uh, uncover a plot where we used a rapper to undermine their politics? I know that's true. That's interesting. Yeah, that, that was a big story. And I assume they do it here, too, to us, you know, but they use music for cultural change. I know that. Yeah. But now that you mention it, maybe that guy was up to no good. Uh, that's interesting. I don't know. So let's keep our eyes open on that story. Apparently, uh, he's not conceding defeat, but I think Netanyahu did not get enough votes to form a government in Israel. And the uh, last I read, it'll take five weeks before... The final count is submitted. But if I recall correctly, his kind of competitor was also right wing. So I don't think that's going to change the policies really? that are controversial. They never they don't have like a two party thing. You're never get, you don't really get majority, you get a plurality. Yeah. They were talking about a unity government. perhaps. Yeah, I think that means they have to like cooperate with each other. Because so I assume I don't know the absolute how it works, but I know in England you vote with your party. So if your party has the majority number of people, the party, the prime minister is the party leader and you vote with your party. That's why I guess like the rebels, the Brexit rebels were expelled from the party. Yeah, because you have to vote with the party. So I guess the coalition you kind of know ahead of time what the votes are going to look like and they can negotiate how legislation comes out and policy comes out. I don't know, but it's different from how we work it. And I knew Netanyahu was on the ropes, but I thought, according to Elliot Abrams, they wanted a liberal government in to co-opt worldwide liberals into the same Israeli foreign policy that now liberals reject. So I don't know how this will, if this will play into that, but it is that's the reason I've been keeping my eye on that election. But to the extent, I mean, if we're facing down war, I don't know if that's contributing to this, but on the financial side, there's been a lot of like a whirlwind of uh, of activity or adrenaline this morning because 
there's something of a liquidity crisis, apparently, in that I guess the way it works, the Fed had to inject like last I saw over $125 billion into the market over the past two days because what happens is banks uh, banks have a bunch of assets. They have like bonds, treasury bonds. And when they do their trading in order to like close their books out at the end of the day, sometimes they give up their bonds like basically to a pawn shop, you know, bond pawn shop. And then they borrow the money overnight to settle their trades. And then the next day, they go and get their bonds back, their own bonds, just like a pawn, pawn shop. But like, you know how a pawn shop charges you for it, they get charged a little bit. Well, they should only get charged a nominal fee, but there was such demand for liquidity overnight that that rate spiked up to 10%. So then I found out, I didn't realize that bank reserves are quite low and liquidity crisis is a problem. If people start panicking that there isn't enough money in their banks for them to take money out maybe not individuals so much right now but like bigger entities that can i mean historically crash the system and from what i've read the stuff that got the regulations that got put into place after 2008 have not been put through their paces so they don't really know how stress on the system will be resolved and i am only getting into that and please, Byron, send me an email and tell me if, I've, if I'm portraying this maybe oversimplified but still basically correctly that my, I'm alerting people to it because they're, you, know, you could have a crisis and we should kind of like stay aware of that. Is that like a run on the bank? It would be. Yeah, but you can't. I mean, a run on the bank, you can still have them, but we have FDIC, Federal Deposit Insurance, so the government backstops that will pay you off so for the purpose of if you like if you watch it's a wonderful life if you think the bank's going under it causes the run on the bank people are gonna but if you know that you could not possibly lose your money because the government's going to insure it you will just leave it there and it'll prevent a run from it'll prevent the need from ever having to use that insurance but if you do what john corzine did and you take the money that's in the bank and you squander it, the money really was gone from that. It didn't it wasn't insured because it was a different kind of entity. But there there the run on the bank can be a valid thing reaction to to them not using the money correctly. But the insured banks have standards of like what they can invest in. It's usually government stuff anyway. So but so I don't think it's gonna come to that. But I just when you have stress on the system, it messes around with their control of the economy. And since they're operating at such a tight level with reserves and with these super low interest rates, maybe they bring the interest rates down some more, but that will leave very little runway to get through the Trump election. Remember when I talked about it on the air, like we've only got 2%, we should have like a 7% interest rate so they can drop it, drop it, drop it and keep the economy going just to get Trump in. They're pretty close. So if they drop it, drop it, drop it, get Trump in, then it crashes the next day. I guess that would be... Uh, I mean, I, I like like they were saying there. This is kind of uncharted territory. Uncharted. Uncharted, uncharted territory. Uncharted. Territory. Yeah, sounds like the government is Potter in that it's a wonderful life. If we take that analogy out, well, the government is supposed to keep a Potter from being able to exploit a Jimmy Stewart. Okay. Because Jimmy Stewart would then just go to the bank, the government, and say, you got to backstop me here. And they would say, 
what were you buying mortgages for? We needed you to buy treasury bonds, and then there are no little banks anymore. Speaking of finances, have you heard of Venmo? I have. Is that, do you use somebody's phone number or their email address or what's, is it like PayPal? I've used it one time. It's similar to PayPal, except it's sort of like a social media aspect, like a PayPal app, but with social media. And yeah, you can just put your Venmo name and people can send you money, but it posts all your interactions with people. And like you put little notes about little funny ways you spent your money. So I remember the first time I got on this, I was shocked because you could just see all the ways people were spending their money, like their psychological habits, the people they were with when they spent their money. Just it was what? Yeah, How it's promoted that? because they were writing notes about it. It's like Instagram for your yes for your purchases. It's encouraged. Oh my gosh. It's, a fun, it's like with oh my god, Sandy CIA must be laughing their asses off. Yeah, exactly. you know, like it's like that funny parody where like Facebook is like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. They're just giving us. They're their telling us absolutely everything. <laughs> that's what Venmo is, and that's the default setting on it. You can go in and change it and make your profile private but it encourages the activity of the fun ways oh got some beer and lunch with jenna or whatever and there was a guy who was standing behind what's called espn college game day on saturday they have this big football event and there's always people in the crowd with signs behind the broadcasters and that's a good way to get if you want to promote something stand behind one of these guys with a sign somebody stood behind the broadcasters with a sign that said venmo me money for beer and they left their Venmo account. And hundreds of dollars started flowing into this person within a half hour. That's which awesome. I think is fantastic. That's I that's love capitalism. That. People can choose to donate their money in what ways that they want. See, it shows how charitable people are. Exactly. They actually don't even mind buying you beer with you know, the yeah. charity. They didn't even check his ID. They just right. sent money to his Venmo thing. <laughs> right on. The guy started getting so much money Because that's in. a good cause. That guy getting beer, it's a good cause. Yeah. And Everybody it's, knows that it's like he's drinking. He, You know, you're doing it like it's what you see is what you get. That's why I like it. It's what yes. you see is what you get. Yes. Until he changed the cause. And it did continue to bring money that's in. That's fraud. Yeah. See, for the initial people who donated, I was kind of thinking the same thing. I doubt they would object because he changed. He said he's going to donate the money after paying for his initial case of beer. He's going to donate the money to a children's hospital. And after changing that up, he ended up getting like $6,000. I don't know when the beer and yes. I don't know when that changed. He should keep that separate because you see that children's hospital and stuff. You don't actually know. Like You ha- actually have to be... I think there's a responsibility in charitable stuff that, I mean, I I don't know what the children's hospital does, but what if they do it's not stuff transparent. that you don't approve of? Exactly. Yeah. Like, the beer is transparent. The children's yeah. hospital is not. And I mean, hospitals, probably not children's hospitals, but women's hospitals probably perform abortions. So some right. people might not like that. If I had plenty of money and I saw something like that, I'd say, clever technique, here's five bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for you, buddy. You know? Yeah, yeah, I wish funny. I would have thought of that. You made me laugh. Right. Yeah. So, yes. yeah, you're paying for that. But then if he all of a sudden switches it and says this is going to the children's hospital, I feel like you said, I don't know what I donated to. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, I'd be unhappy with that. And this but goes it to- was clever. But, yeah, you know what? This is the problem. you got to be your own person. And I remember when I was a kid, I have eight older brothers and sisters, and one of my brothers, who's like 15 years older than I am and was, he said, he said uh, go get me a beer or whatever. Go get me a bowl of ice cream. 
So I'll give you a dollar. So I got him the bowl of ice cream. He gave me the dollar. And I went to my other sister. I was like, oh, he gave me a dollar. And she said, you have to give that back to him. You can't do him a favor. So I went and I gave him the dollar back. And he was like, you know, he said to me, I had such respect for you. You did the job. You took the money. There was no BS. And now you're back. I'll take the dollar back. But I don't respect you anymore. And ever after that, I thought, you know what? Yeah, don't. It's fair as fair. And like, there's nothing wrong with the honest work for honest pay. What a great lesson to a child. Now, a child who is not giving other children a great lesson is this Greta Thornburg who testified before Congress today. And here's what she said. I want you to listen to the science, to unite behind the science, and to take action based on the science. This is 16-year-old Greta Thornburg. If you haven't heard of her, she's an international pop star-like figure for climate change. Her parents, she was born of, she's from Sweden, born of a Swedish musician and uh, an opera singer, and her father was an actor, and her grandfather was an actor, so there's performance in her family. Yes, I wondered how she got tapped, because I didn't know you were bringing this story, but just today I saw a video of her, it was like a montage kind of thing, maybe a minute and a half, about the fact that she came over on, she came to this UN climate thing on a boat a zero emissions, zero emissions boat. boat took two weeks which is pretty darn fast a a boat yacht. Like you know yeah there's so there were and and there's all this footage and everything there's just no no doubt that that her journey had zero emissions with all the pr and stuff but one of the things she said just in you know that was just one of these little clips she said being on the spectrum helps her see things in black and white, unlike the rest of us pieces of crap, basically. Like, you guys, there's something wrong with you. So preachy and moralistic. But I thought not only, and, but her, her delivery and all that is so polished oh, yeah. that I thought one of two things. I, you know, clearly she was tapped. She's a created person. And as we've talked about before, they get them younger and younger and younger. And you just, you, but it's hard to get your mind around the fact that they, are creating them younger and younger. But the autism thing either was a way to make her her uh, extremely polished delivery, which is hard to believe. Actually, somebody DM'd me uh, an original video of her saying there is something really unreal about how this is delivered. And then I thought, well, she, so either it's a way to like kind of cover up how polished this delivery is or it's just the exploitation of autistic people, which may be yeah. in the in the offing because they're not stopping. You know, they're they're really not addressing the causes of autism. They're talking about acceptance. You know, they're talking mm. about. So I thought the autism wrinkle was new and interesting about her. Yeah. At, she has Asperger's, OCD. Oh. And like they, they had a long list of just anxiety disorders that they attributed her. One of them is that she goes mute in social situations. Yet she's <laughs> an international. When she doesn't touring. have her script, I guess so. Because she's reading always. That's amazing. Right. She it gets is. to not say anything when I, when addressed directly. Are you kidding me? I'm, that is community. I mean, they could have picked her for because of that. You know what I mean? Like I'm not even saying it's not true, but that is an amazingly convenient 
problem to have when every single word you say is scripted and you're supposed to be sincere and the wisdom of the child, but you cannot speak extemporaneously under any circumstances. And the wisdom of the child, the division between adults and children is one of the themes that she focuses on. She started this whole thing when she was 15 in 2018 last year. She walked out of school every day. Her protest is the protest globally that everybody's doing on Friday. That's why she's I saw here. that they attributed that her from sparking that, which is, you know, I've tried, I try to spark people watching my videos. You know what I mean? Like it, the way it, it's just, it's, you absolutely have to get outside boost to get things to go viral like that. And here's one of the tactics they had her do they had her go to parliament in Sweden every day for three weeks and pass out flyers that said, and I quote, I'm quoting here. I'm doing this because you adults are shitting on my future. The all the coalescence of all the memes, the vulgarity thing, the young thing, the climate thing, the yeah. break the rules thing, the walkout thing. She's that autism thing. She's just got it all. International superstar being featured in Hillary Clinton's new book about strong women met with Obama at Obama's D.C. offices. They're working together on this. And the fervor among children is to the point where there was children standing in between her and the press blocking them from taking pictures of her. Other children were blocking. It's unbelievable. And this is – we talk about they create characters for targeted demographics. This is totally a created character targeted at the children of the world to subvert their thinking and get them to care about this just like they care about music with Miley Cyrus. Yeah, well, it's easy to manipulate, especially when your guy from the PSYOP thing in yesterday's propaganda report said, we've got these kids plugged in. We've got a direct line right right directly into their brains, and and this is what they do with it. I think that's pretty clear. But the the climate thing, oh, yes, this is where it came up again. Like, I keep ticking off, as you do, like, every possible connection for climate change. Remember yesterday when I brought the story about a Russian fire in a place where they were holding one of the only two caches of smallpox? Yeah. Okay, I was like, there's something to this. It's that other countries aren't responsible, and what do you do about that? And the report from Iron Mountain is always looking for things that require a global solution so the i saw today the world health organization issued a warning that it's the this is the headline i saw disease x warning so they don't even know what the disease is it's fill in the blank disease x warning outbreak could kill 80 million in just 36 hours who alert so mind you they do not know what the disease is, but they call it disease X. So it looks like, oh, it's disease X. That yeah. was in the stand or yeah. whatever. And it says we are not prepared. The two causes are insecurity, like political instability, and extreme weather. Yeah, climate and, uh, change. And there, people, we, the world is not prepared. They're being urged to cooperate with the UN, with the WHO. They have a list of like seven or eight action items for governments to do and it, they're pretty specific so my guess is they're they're throwing money at it and they're gonna do this stuff and i'm i don't they're saying it's something like you know these flu epidemics and stuff from 100 years ago but a lot of that stuff can be prevented with sanitation and nutrition yeah. now maybe not in the third world countries 
but there's for us, I mean, those are, those are important things to have, but I'm not sure, like you always say, that they are actually trying to solve those problems because when those problems get solved through just pure uh, competitiveness and productivity, which probably would uh, solve all those problems in the world, they want to implement government control and socialism and, you know, things that will, will keep progress. From yeah, they don't have much incentive to solve problems, so they, they can get money if the problem yeah. still exists. They can do all kinds of stuff. There's, There's the inherent conflict of interest between governments and the people. Yeah. They, they're selling fiscal and physical security. Exactly. And if, if we don't have fiscal and physical insecurity, we're not buying what they're selling. Right. You might remember the research going on with the United Nations, with Bill Gates, DARPA, all of these power players were are researching gene editing techniques to, quote, eradicate an invasive species in Africa is where they were testing it, that species being mosquitoes with malaria. I was all oh, – I have to – first of all, DDT solved <laughs> that problem a long time ago. Maybe DDT is bad, but uh, I always am suspicious of why they took care of – they banned it before – the malarial mosquitoes were dead and gone, which probably wouldn't have taken too many cycles. Yeah. And then there is this horrible invasive mosquito species in the U.S. right now. It's hitting like 32 states that did not used to have mosquitoes. And I know in California they released 20 million mosquitoes a couple of years ago in an effort supposedly to combat the mosquitoes. And by all accounts, that horribly horribly backfired well it horribly backfired again because the gene edited mosquitoes that they released into the wild that was supposed to depopulate them because they were supposed to be infertile yes yes sorry i didn't mean to steal your thunder but yes that's what i thought that's what they said about california yeah and it doesn't seem to have and they were like oh it worked totally with gates it were that they were the original reports were that that thing worked. Well, this new method that they tried with it not only didn't work, it made the mosquitoes genetically modified super mosquitoes who are now harder to kill. This wasn't in California. This one, I believe, was in Africa. They were yeah, they, they were yeah. testing it. Yeah, but, the one in California is just citing the success of yeah. the Gates thing. So they probably had a successful one, which is why they were allowed to launch it. Kind of world, you know. Ten times larger. Right. Right? Like, isn't that how a hustle works? First, you lose. You you lose your first game of pool. Right. So people are, you know, and in the other case, you'd be like, oh, yeah, bet bet on me because I'm uh, yeah, great. Yeah. And then yeah. you throw it the next time. Yeah, you build the false confidence. And yeah, yeah. So watch out for those super mosquitoes cracking your windshield. And flying. you know what else you need to watch out for? What's that? An asteroid. Oh, wow. Yes. NASA issued an asteroid alert. What do I do with that? What do I do with an asteroid um, alert? Well, I guess if you weren't praying before, I think that's all you can do. Okay. So no umbrella. Sure. No. All right. <laughs> Pretty sure. But we're all looking at Yemen, so I don't know how they even saw the asteroid because yeah. nobody's looking at, at it. Nobody's looking anywhere but at the one little thing they're looking at. So, yeah, I just thought that was funny because a week or two ago— I noticed that there were all these dinosaur stories and they were talking about the impact crater from the asteroid that killed all the dinosaurs. But then I found other articles. So this is Greta's science, immutable science, perfect science that said those are not impact craters, that they're completely different and that supposedly life ending impact in 
plenty of other places in the world, there's teams of it's the fossil record is teeming with life during that era. So it does because I that's what I thought. I was like, well, it didn't just kill them in Mexico, right? Like that that's where the crater is, but it had to have been like a worldwide interruption in the fossil record, which I does don't think bear scrutiny. But the reason it was all I think, I don't know. I feel like they but warm you up for these stories coming out so that who alert the nasa alert yeah they theme them they put them in the public mind usually because they want to they want some sort of debate around these issues to happen in the near future and when you realize that stuff doesn't really get in the news without some purpose like you can what to watch out for oh which is a thing that happened today which i would not even really be highlighting Except for that Kevin Spacey, he so a while ago, a busboy who made an accusation against him, like mysteriously withdrew the accusation. Now, an anonymous masseur, anonymous masseur died. It's being reported on Fox News, the guy who accused Kevin Spacey. So we don't have this person's name. There is no way to verify even if this person ever existed, you know, that he's dead, like there's nothing. It's just anonymous. So now they have an anonymous story. But my thinking about Kevin Spacey is like, he put out that weird video you showed us that yeah. time, or like, I'll be back. And he was being the character that he plays on House of Cards. Uh-huh. And I feel like the way Trump is being the character that he played on The Apprentice, the boss, I think Spacey is going to be a super villain over the next couple of years, I just feel it. I just think that he's playing like a, a quasi real role. I think this is all like an intro that he snapped. He's a supervillain, and I think we're going to see stuff come out of that. He was also linked to Jeffrey Epstein. Does anybody ask him where oh, he yeah. was when Jeffrey Epstein disappeared? Uh, they, yes. Oh, my gosh. That might fold in. That might. Uh, and then the other thing, but speaking of Clinton donors, the uh, Clinton allies, the other thing that was in the news today, and there, I don't think there's anything fishy. I mean, this story is a terrible, terrible story, but I think it's just a true story. That famous, that infamous Ed Buck, the California Democrat donor, he two guys died in his house of overdoses. A third guy lived, but overdosed, I think, yesterday, and he was finally arrested. And what it was, we talked about this, he either injects or watches them inject, whatever. He gets off on injecting people with meth. Yeah. That's like a fetish. Yeah, it's messed up. He's the one who injected this guy. And he prevented the guy from calling for help. This third guy? Yeah, this guy was trying to call for help, and he stopped him. He wouldn't let him. He wouldn't let him out the door. He was kind of enjoying the guy desperately trying to get help until finally the guy got out of the house and ran and called police. So he was messing with him after getting him to a state of overdosing. I mean, it's twisted. It is a fetish. Like it's a, it's, it's like called chemical porn or something like there's, there's different things like that. And somebody had overdosed last week at his house too. He didn't die, but there was an overdose a week ago. Really? So they just let this guy that. continue to – he brings these homeless people, these people who are addicted to drugs in, and he just messes with them. It's- and you know what was real? Yeah, sick. And th- there was a, a a reporter, Jasmine, I think her name was. Uh, I forget her last name. After the first guy died, she went uh, – absolutely cried out from every rooftop – 
Ed Buck has got to be stopped before somebody else dies. Then, then Timothy Dean died. That was Jamel Moore. Then Timothy Dean died, the next guy, and she just went bananas. And finally, you know, and there would have been a third one. Apparently, there would have been a third one. He he won't settle for less. It seems like. Yeah, I believe the uh, the charge said that he has no regard for human life. It's just messed and he, up. And he, I mean, there definitely seems to be an elite or racial element to this. He takes people he doesn't think count, or maybe just that they don't won't be noticed. But that's the kind of elite thinking that I think explains some of the really crazy worldwide goals that, yeah. that you know, surveillance, 5G. It's like, what are you, what are you, th- do you know the cure for this stuff? Like, are you just not going to give it to us if we all get cancer from right. this thing? Like, what is going on here? Why do you not feel vulnerable? Yeah, I was really trying to wrap my head around the mindset of this guy and the fact that he's doing this out in the open. Because he's doing this out in the open, and he doesn't care, really. It seems He seems to not care that people know about it. What is he doing behind closed doors? What does he care that people know about? What do people like him? You know he's not the only one. There's a weird forum somewhere on the dark web where they talk about different ways of doing this twisted stuff. Oh, yeah, you can find it, yeah. Like I was investigating a little bit, then I got nervous because I really didn't want to have those searches given that Google's entire purpose for existing is to monitor and assess your searches. Oh my gosh, I would never search for that. I, I just assume it's there, but I don't want yeah, any no. of those searches I was just trying to figure out what this guy was into. Like, yeah. I didn't know. And then, like, you, you go once, and it's like, oh, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't want that. Well, on that, you can find your Drive Time News Blast every afternoon, every weekday afternoon at 4 p.m. on the prop thepropreport.com. One of these days, I will smoothly <laughs> nail that exit. Better than being scripted. There you go. At the Propaganda Report podcast feed on your favorite podcasting platform. We will talk to y'all tomorrow.